On today's podcast, we're going to take a look at the latest Dunkel College football rankings, as well as four picks for week 13 of the schedule, starting with a Pac-12 rivalry as the Oregon Ducks host the Oregon State Beavers, and followed by Louisiana Monroe at Louisiana Lafayette, Arizona at Arizona State, and wrapping up on Saturday night with the Oklahoma Sooners at the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Welcome to the Dunkel Index Podcast, the sports world's oldest rating service now in our 92nd season. I'm Bob Dunkel, and let's take a look at our latest top five rankings and some of the matchups for week 13 of the college football schedule. Staying at number five in this week's Dunkel rankings is the Oklahoma Sooners, who bounced back from their first loss of the season with a 28-21 win over Iowa State despite throwing for just 96 yards, their lowest total since 2014. Sooner offense certainly is going to need to be more productive this week as they face the sixth-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys in the Bedlam rivalry. More on that in a minute. Also staying at number four is the Cincinnati Bearcats. Luke Fickle's team has also moved up to number four in the CFP rankings. In fact, the CFP rankings consist of the same four teams as Dunkel's top four right now, although the order is not exactly the same. For the Bearcats, last week's 48-14 thrashing of SMU was a little more comfortable than they've looked in recent weeks. Quarterback Desmond Ritter continued his stellar season with five TDs, three passing, one running, and one receiving. Ritter and the Cincinnati team will close out or at least try to close out a perfect regular season at East Carolina this week. At number three is arguably the hottest team in the nation in the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ryan Day's team made sure there were no last-second heroics from the Spartans as C.J. Stroud threw six first-half TDs and the Buckeyes cruised to an easy 56-7 win. Ohio State has its big rivalry game this week at Michigan. At number two and flip-flopping from last week is Georgia, which slipped slightly on the strength of schedule meter with a 56-7 win over FCS opponent Charleston Southern. The Bulldogs will be back in the FBS competition this week, although the difficulty doesn't look to increase all that much as a 35-point favorite at Georgia Tech. And that means moving back up to number one is Alabama. The Tide won a 42-35 shootout over Arkansas as Bryce Young continued his improvement with 559 yards passing and five TDs. Like Georgia, Alabama will close out the regular season on the road this weekend in the Iron Bowl at Auburn. Now, let's take a look at some of this weekend's rivalry matchups. Starting in Eugene, Oregon, where the Ducks host the Oregon State Beavers. You know, the Ducks at one time were in the driver's seat in the CFP rankings after cracking the top four, even though they never got that high in the Dunkel rankings. Regardless, the dreams of making the playoffs evaporated in the thin Utah air as the Ducks fell to the Utes last week, 38-7. to Not even the early season win over Ohio State can make up for two conference losses that Oregon has now sustained. 
Mario Cristobal's team could still win the Pac-12 North Division, however, and earn a trip to the conference championship with a win over the Beavers. But the offense is going to have to produce more than it did against the Utes, who limited the Ducks to just 294 total yards and a single score. Only 63 of those yards came on the ground, which is usually the strength of Oregon. That put a lot of pressure on the passing game of quarterback Anthony Brown, which is definitely not the Ducks' strength. And uh, they come into this week ranked just 81st in the nation in passing yards. Getting the running game going was not something the Beavers struggled with last week in their 24-10 win over Arizona State. Oregon State had 235 yards on the ground, including 150 from running back B.J. Baylor. The win closed out a perfect 6-0 season for the Beavs in Corvallis, something they haven't done since 2000. Coincidentally, their current coach, Jonathan Smith, was the quarterback on that 2000 team. Uh, there'll be no home cooking for Oregon State this week, and the Beavs are just one and four straight up away from home. But they have been extremely competitive with a 10 and one ATS record in their last 13 as a road underdog. And they've played the Ducks tough in Eugene with a 5 1 and one ATS record in their last seven there. Dunkel's going to go with the Beavers to give Oregon all it can handle on the road again this year. Oregon State keeps it within the Vegas line of seven in a defensive struggle that also keeps the final score under the Vegas total of 61. Now, let's head down south to Lafayette, Louisiana, where the Monroe Warhawks will take on the Louisiana Raging Cajuns in their annual Sun Belt Contest. As expected, the Raging Cajuns have been raging through the conference schedule, coming to this one riding a 10-game winning streak following their opening game loss to Texas. They dominated a seven-win Liberty team last week on the road, 42-14, to with quarterback Levi Lewis tossing three TDs to give him 18 on the season against only four INTs. On the season, the Louisiana offense is averaging 32.2 points per game, which ranks 40th in the nation. For Monroe, a 4-6 and six record may not seem all that noteworthy, but when you consider that the Warhawks went 0-10 last year, it's a pretty significant turnaround. Among their wins was a 31-21, pardon me, 31-28 upset over Liberty as a 32-and-a-half-point underdog. The Warhawks lost by 50 last year to Louisiana, 70 to 20, and obviously would love nothing more than to turn the tables here this year. But it's hard to see the offense, which ranks 113th in total yards and 109th in scoring, keeping up with Lewis and the Raging Cajun offense. Moreover, the defense will have trouble getting stops with the 118th ranked unit in total yards, and 126th in passing. Dunkel's going to take the Raging Cajuns to close out their regular season with another win and covering the Vegas line of 21.5 while shutting down the Warhawks' offense to keep the final score under the Vegas total of 54. Okay, let's now head out west to Tempe, Arizona for the annual Arizona-Arizona State game. You know, as bad as last season's route by Louisiana looked, it was nothing compared to the Wildcats' Sun Devils laugher. 
ASU's DJ Taylor took the opening kickoff back 100 yards for a TV, TD, and the Sun Devils never looked back in a 70-7 to mauling. That's 70 points for the most scored since the rivalry began all the way back in 1899. It was also the fourth straight win for Arizona State against the Wildcats and eighth in the last 11 meetings. So to say Arizona would like a little payback this year is an understatement. Arizona State has shown some vulnerability in its four losses this season, especially on the offensive end. They failed to score more than 21 points in any of those contests and put only 10 on the board in last week's uh, loss at Oregon State. The run game, usually the Sun Devils' strength, never got going with just 100 yards all game. And like Oregon, when QB Jaden Daniels has to win games with his arm, Arizona State faces trouble. Sun Devils are just 92nd in the nation in passing yards at just under 208 per game. But ASU has been able to make up for the lack of offensive firepower by winning seven games with a defensive unit that ranks 19th in total yards and 16th in passing yards. Against a one-win Arizona team that is 103rd in total yards on offense and 123rd in scoring at just slightly over 17 points per game, that should be more than enough to keep the Wildcats' dream of an upset at bay. While this year's contest shouldn't be as ugly as last year's 63-point thrashing, Dunkel is going to go with Arizona State to continue its dominance in the series with a win and cover the Vegas line of 20, while the Sun Devil D keeps the Arizona offense under wraps and the final score under the Vegas total of 52. You know, with all the bedlam that's gone on in the college football uh, world this year, it only makes sense to wrap up with the ultimate bedlam game. So let's go to Stillwater, Oklahoma, to look at Oklahoma State hosting Oklahoma. Consistent with our previous two games being blowouts, last year's version of the rivalry was all Sooners as they pulled away in the fourth quarter of a 41-13 win in Norman. But whereas Dunkel has the dominance uh, continuing in those earlier picks, this one looks like the tables could be turned. As we noted in the rankings, Oklahoma's uncharacteristic struggles on offense continued last week against Iowa State as the Sooners were held to the fewest passing yards since 2014. In last year's game, Spencer Radler, remember him, threw for 301 yards and four TDs en route to be coming a Heisman frontrunner heading into this season, but now he's just on the bench. And his replacement, Caleb Williams, while providing a spark that was missing under Radler, still doesn't have the offense quite where it's accustomed to being. Mike Gundy's Cowboys aren't exactly setting any records with their offense either, which ranks just 60th in total yards and 79th in uh, passing yards. But whereas the Sooners sometimes struggle struggle to counterbalance missed opportunities on the offensive end with a defense that ranks just 74th in total yards and 109th against the pass, Gundy's defensive unit thrives on the challenge. The Cowboys' D ranks third in total yards and third in scoring, holding opponents to just under 15 points per game. They pitched a shutout last week against Texas Tech and have held their last four opponents to just 23 points combined. 
Dunkel's going to go with the Cowboys here to gain some revenge from last year's loss in Norman with a win at home and covering the Vegas line of four with the offenses breaking through just enough to get the final score over the Vegas total of 50. So there you have it. Four picks to get your college football weekend started. Of course, you can go to dunkelindex.com for all our college picks, as well as this week's NFL schedule. And make sure to tune in later this week for our pro football podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for listening, especially my son, Ben, for all his hard work in making this happen. Have a great rest of the week. Happy Thanksgiving. And as always, good luck.